Hello and welcome to Brilliant Misfits, talks with women who are the renegades, the creatives, the entrepreneurs, the artists who didn't fit in and how they've turned it around by courageously following the beat of their own heart. We'll be discussing all things creative, mindful and artful to inspire you to do it your way and be brilliant with your host, Asia Kennedy. everyone and welcome to Brilliant Misfits. I'm your host Asia Kennedy. I want to invite you to come over to my Facebook group Brilliant Misfits. It's a private group, a circle of women where we continue to share and support each other in our creative projects and expanding our creative potential. And at asiakennedy.com I have more offerings on how to live a mindful creative life. I'm a creativity coach, I'm a yoga teacher, and I'm an artist. I have many hats, I'm a multi-passionate person, and one of my favorite things to talk about is creativity. So today's episode is going to be about that, and um, I'm not talking with anyone, I'm going to be talking with you and hopefully giving you some beautiful tips and tools and ideas and spark some creativity in you so that you can really continue to nourish your soul, expand and really fulfill your potential and live with lots more joy and fun and kindness in your life. So when I talk about creativity, it's one of those words that's been bandied about and really it's just the essence of who we are. I mean, we're all creative beings. We come from a creative universe. Everything around us is always in creation mode, and so are we. And I think that um, the conditioning that we've been taught or been around is that only the people that get paid for their creative expressions are the true creatives. They're the artists. We're not the artists if we're not actually doing anything creative or getting paid for our creative endeavors. And I think that is um, something that needs to be really thrown out the window. And um, we are creative just by the very nature of, of living our lives in human form. And we've all come in with seeds of potential. And those seeds, when we water them, when we nourish them, unfold into creating things that weren't in existence before. And that includes our very lives. Our lives are a creative process nobody is exactly like you. Nobody's exactly like me. We're all very unique. We have our own unique signature, our own unique expressions. And I think when we start to embrace that uniqueness and to really embrace that we are different and in, in not trying to fit into some mold that um, has been presented to us of how to do things. But when we find our own way and be true to that, that's when we start to sparkle. That's when the magic happens and that's when we shine really brightly. And the creative process is no different. Um, you can be creating anything. And, and really what that means is, is that you're bringing something into the world that didn't exist before. It might have been brought in by someone else and know that there's this um, thing that happens in the creative process. You start to work on something and then all of a sudden you discover that all these other people are doing the exact same thing that you want to do. And you thought, oh, I had this great idea. And then you see that idea has already been done like 
a lot and maybe even by famous people and you think, oh, well, what, why am I doing it? But, you know, life and the divine, it, it really wants all of us to be creating. So it doesn't matter if you're doing the same thing or you're interested and passionate about the same subject or the same topic. You are going to bring it in in your unique way. You are going to express it in a way that no one else can. And by, you know, falling into that trap of thinking, oh, well, that's already been done and why am I doing it? And all those negative thoughts that come into our mind. And it's really natural that it does. So don't judge that, but just recognize that when those voices come up, that they really don't have any reality to them. They're just voices that of survival that want to keep us to be exactly where we are and not change. And when we really just say, okay, thank you for sharing to those voices. And we continue, we bring through and we we actually are gifting not only ourselves, but everyone around us with what it is that we want to share and what those things are that we feel passionate about and that we love. Because really that's at the core of all creativity. We start off by doing something that we love. And we do it because it's the most natural thing. We do things that we love because it feels good and it brings joy to us and it brings this lightness and energy to us. And so that's the first key in your creativity. Find out, discover for yourself all those things that you love. And it doesn't have to be one thing. I know for many years I went about thinking that I had to just find that one thing, my one purpose in life. And, you know, decades later, here I am sitting here in my 60s and, you know, I haven't ever found just one thing that I love. I love many things and um, coming to terms with that, that's who I am and that's my expression and that I can start things and I don't have to finish them and that I can start things and finish them. Whatever it is, I can jump around to different projects and that's what lights me up. That's what brings me joy. Now, that's not the same for everyone. Each person is different and their expression is different. Some people know from an early age that they want to be this thing. I want to be a doctor. And they go through life and create that life and they become a doctor. And they knew it when they were four years old. That's a whole different path. So we have to really honor, not look around and say, oh, well, it's it, you know, that person's doing it that way. I should do it that way. No, we're all here to really support each other in finding our unique path to do it our way and give it our expression and our signature to that expression. And that's a really magical part about creativity. So I just want to tell you a little bit about being in Bali. I just got back from Bali. And the reason I mention it is that for me, this particular place on the planet, and particularly in Ubud, which I found out meant medicine, uh, Ubud means medicine, this particular place on the planet for me is a magical place that reminds me of who I am. When I'm there, I connect because there's something about the Balinese culture where they don't have a separation between art and life. You know, it's not like you do art it's you are art, you're living and art is just a part of your life. So there are a lot of um, ways that that expresses itself in the Balinese culture. And I'm by no means an expert, but the more I go there, the more I feel infused with that beauty 
um, and that deep reverence that they have for spirit and that deep reverence that they have for creating things and for making things. There's so many artisans there and they're incredibly talented. And to them, that's just life. Life and art are married together. They've never been separated. And in the West, we have the artists, quote unquote, and then we have all the other people. And I think that we need to really shift that around so that we can be in our creative expression without those conditionings where we know that being creative is natural. And that doesn't mean that if we don't get paid for our creative expressions, that they don't have value and we just toss them aside and put them at the bottom of the list of to-dos because really it's that nourishment of the soul. So I want to give you an experiment. When you write out the things that you need to do in the days and maybe do it for a week, like you know all the things that you need to do in that week, And I want you to find the things that you really love doing and enjoy doing, and maybe they're on the list and maybe they're not. And at least one or two days this week, make those the first thing that you do. And I want you to do that as an experiment for yourself, because what happens when we do that is that we actually rewiring the brain and we actually get more energy from doing something we love. We're enjoying it and everything expands. And I want you to experiment with that because my experience is is that when I do something that I really enjoy first and not put it at the bottom of the list, the things that I need to take care of, I get done so much quicker, easier, and more joyfully because I've nourished myself. I've given myself that little bit of time. And really sometimes it's only 20 minutes. I can sit down and do something for 20 minutes that I really love and enjoy. Sometimes it's hours, but the time isn't important. What's really important is that you find something that you love to do You do it for yourself. It's not anything to show anyone. It's just something that you do for yourself. It can be anything. It could be that walk out in nature. It can be doing a drawing or a watercolor, or it could just be like singing your heart out in the room by yourself. Whatever it is that is creative to you, that gives you that creative expression, that makes you feel joyful and energized and happy, do that first thing in the day. And then just see how everything else falls into place and see if it is different than when you try to get all those tasks done first. And then if you have time, I'll do this other thing. Let's turn it around and see what happens and see how that unfolds for you by just doing that one thing that you love to do and make it at the top of the list rather than at the bottom. So that's one little tip that I'm curious to see how you go. I know how it makes me feel and I know what happens when I do that. And um, saying it reminds me also that, you know, sometimes I get caught up on in thinking that I've got to take all care of all this other stuff. And, you know, because I've just come back from Bali and their way of living is really quite different, I'm still in that space of, just enjoying and flowing and having that ease and effortlessness in life. And that is how we are meant to live our lives. We're not meant to feel the struggle and trying. Um, We're not meant to feel that life is doing things to us, but that life is 
doing things with us and for us. And when we switch that thinking around and start to enjoy the things and then even the, the tasks that we do that feel a little struggly, we can ask ourselves, well, how can I bring more love into this? How can I enjoy this more? Then just simply asking that question, you'll be surprised at what comes through, what answers you'll get, how you can do it differently. So that it's a practice of maybe you can call it mindfulness and mindfulness practice of just being aware of how your body feels in the day. And when it starts to feel tense, just stop, take a breath and think, how can I do this so that I feel more joy? I feel more spacious and I feel more love for what I'm doing and see if you don't get an answer because our souls are always leaning towards us bringing joy into the world, happiness and love. And it'll find a way to bring more joy and happiness and love into whatever you're doing. If you ask the question and you're willing to really stop the pattern and the habits that we get into and find a different way of doing it. So the other thing about um, creativity that often stuffs us up is is trying to do things a little bit too perfectly or planning things out a little bit too perfectly before we start to do anything. Part of the creative process is stepping into the unknown. And in any realm, in any part of life, stepping into an unknown is not comfortable. And it's not meant to be comfortable. Stepping into the unknown is is really going into discomfort. But if you stay with it and you don't let the mind take over and um, spiral into this negative thing of, of discomfort, if you can just be with it and be more curious rather than giving into the, the feeling of fear around the unknown, just being curious instead of fearful will help to switch it around. And the amazing thing is, is that if when you do that, Stepping into the unknown and feeling and acknowledging in yourself the discomfort of that, it starts to change around into a feeling of a little bit of excitement, like, oh, what's possible? And then some idea flows in, and then this happens, and then that happens, and it all seems very magical, actually. So I encourage you to just bring a little bit more awareness. It always comes down to love and awareness and bringing that little bit of awareness into your life about when you're feeling uncomfortable. Oftentimes, we just switch off without even recognizing that discomfort makes us switch off and get into our heads and try to work out ways to be comfortable again. Instead of going there automatically, we can take that little bit of a pause, and you can do that by just taking a deep breath, and that breath is enough time to just create a little bit more space so that you can say, hmm, feeling a little bit uncomfortable right now. Um, and having a look at that and just letting it be and exploring and looking and being curious and staying with it and something, you know, everything's always changing. So it's not like you're stuck in this place. You're only stuck if you're resisting it. But as soon as we open ourselves up to it and embrace it and say, oh yeah, I'm feeling a little discomfort here. What can I do to move through it? And what can I do to make it feel a little bit easier for myself, the answers will come. And if they don't come, you know, you have like your support system, you have your friends, friends that you know, you can talk to about these things, or you have a coach, or, you know, a parent or someone that will help 
you through those little moments of discomfort when you're stepping into new territory and into the unknown. So I think that's it for today. I'm going to just leave it short and sweet. Next week, I have uh, another beautiful guest. And in fact, the next two weeks, I have guests who are in the sort of scientific and medical profession. And I didn't plan that, but that's just how it unfolds. And I love that. That's a bit of magic when I don't actually plan that I'm going to talk about things that have to do with the body and nature and and um, the medical establishment. But those things just come and I am thrilled that they do. So next week I have a beautiful, uh, brilliant misfit who is a naturopath and a scientist, and uh, she has a great story. And also someone who is in Dubai, who is a pediatrician, and she's a medical intuitive, and she's married these two things together, and she's still in the process of marrying them together. She's a lovely, beautiful, open woman who is doing amazing things and helping children and helping other people and really using her gifts, which she has a lineage of, Uh, healing gifts and bringing that into the world in her unique and brilliant way. So keep staying tuned. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed so that you automatically get the episodes every Wednesday morning and they'll download into your nominated devices and you can listen to them whenever you want, which is the beauty of podcasts. I love that you can just have them there and you can listen when you have a cup of tea or you're driving or having a walk. It's a beautiful um, medium in which to listen and share about what's going on in other people's worlds. And in Brilliant Misfits, we have incredible women from all walks of life who are sharing how they're being true to themselves and doing it their way and shining and being brilliant at it. So stay tuned and I'll talk with you next week. Thank you all for being here today. If you enjoyed the episode, please go to iTunes and give it a review and subscribe. And don't forget to join our private Facebook group, Brilliant Misfits. And for more information on living a creative life, www.asiakennedy.com.